Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 482. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from a very frosty, chilly, snowy Merritt, British Columbia. Um, yeah, it's cold here, it's snowing, and uh, probably not as bad as Winterpeg, but hey, what the hell. Uh, this is April, the bunny is coming this weekend, and it should be springtime. Um, I don't know. It just should be springtime. It's not. Um, It's still winter. And we're sub-zero temperatures at night and gets above freezing in the day. So everything gets smucky and sloppy and yucky and just generally pisses people off. Okay. So Merritt has three seasons. Okay. We have fucking hot, fucking cold and mud. Well, we're in the season of mud right now. Uh, I'm not real happy about it, but you deal with it. Okay. Got to wear your boots. Still cleaning up after the flood, and it looks like that's going to happen for a while. So I've still got my crew running, and I'm still running excavators and gravel trucks and skid steers and sweepers and everything else all over the city and trying to make people happy. It's impossible to make people happy. It's just, like, impossible to make people happy. Um, You know, where Merritt is, uh, right now we have a problem with the septic or the sewer system where the, the, the sewer treatment plant is working fine. But the sewer lagoons, where it all goes to afterwards, is all been devastated. So we're dumping the effluents right into the uh, the river right now. Okay, we got a permit to do that until August first. So I'm, I'm I need to work on the RI basins, which is the uh, rapid infiltration uh, basin where the sewer lagoons are. And I need to work on that. And I got all my machines over there. And I get the guy comes over here and he goes, Oh, oh, oh we got to stop work here. And we got a higher priority that needs to be done. And I said, oh, what is it? And they go, you have to build a dog park. And I went, what the fuck? And, yeah, so I just spent, you know, four days doing a, building a dog park. And then when the dog park is finished, they go, okay, well, we need you to go over to the, to the track the, the track and field location there and, and skim all the river silt off the grass because we got to get the grass growing again. And I go, we we got to fix the sewer lagoons. And he, they go, no, no, this is really a high priority. There's a volleyball tournament booked it for July. And I, I really had no words for him. I could not comprehend what was going on there. Um, yeah, I guess there's some bigger priorities than dumping effluence into the river, but got the, they got a good dog park and, uh, we got the grass growing for the volleyball tournament, and so now I'm back into the RI Basin, and everything is happy. Uh, anyhow, that's just kind of my, my shits and giggles that's going on this last couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to – what's going on? I mean, we're almost uh, preseason, aren't we? We're training camp starts in, what, a month? Less than a month. We got the CBA that's being negotiated right now. We've got the draft, big deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got some pretty good arguments going on Facebook right now about the, the ratio and, uh, funny, there's nothing on the, I 
agenda about that. I guess we're all kind of on the same page with the ratio. It sucks. It needs to go away. There's so many stupid people that just are like emotionally attached to it. It's like weird. I, I just, uh, how can you have the CFL? How can you have Canadian football without Canadians playing in it? And I go, well, why would there not be Canadians playing in it? Well, you get rid of the ratio. And I said, well, you know, it's not the only reason Canadians play football. You know, some of them are actually good. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't comprehend it. It's just weird. Okay. Um, anyhow, let's open up the mics, talk to the people, the boys, the boys are here. Everybody's here. Well, Chris isn't here. We, we kind of miss Chris. Is, uh, hopefully he's doing okay. And, uh, we'll talk to him soon sometime, but Nate, he takes these hiatuses from us from every once in a while. And, uh, so be it. Uh, I guess he can only take so much bullshit from us, and then he just has to sit at home for a while. Okay, anyhow, uh, welcome to the show, Charles. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Charles. I'm doing pretty spectacular. By the way, segment I, I'm, I'm about the ratio. Is it? Naturalized? Yes. Sort of. Sort of. Well, it's kind of all tied Naturalized in. Canadian. Yeah. Okay, I'll give that. I'll give that to you. I, I don't don't agree on naturalized Canadians. I don't, I don't see the point. Just get rid of the fucking ratio and be done with it. Anyhow, how are you doing? Yep. Doing good. How are you? Well, I heard how you are. You're building like dog parks and doing stuff on tracks and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for surgery on my knee, and we got a hot tub and. I got Starlink going, and it's, it's fucking amazing. I absolutely love Starlink. Everybody should have Starlink. It's wonderful. Give Elon Musk your money and get it over with. Him. Yep. Fast moves fiber optics. Okay. It does go fast, though, doesn't it? It, it is fast. It is fast. Like, if you did a speed test on your computer right now, you'd probably end up with about 14 megabytes per second. Starlink, I had my Starlink at 86 megabytes the other day. Like, 86. Wow. It's like, what? Oh, my God, that's fast. I, I remember when I, like, first started, I had a, a 300 baud modem, and that was bits per second, not megabit, not kilobits, not megabits, bits per second. Right. And at 300 bits per second, it took me like, you, you, you could, it took longer to go through than for, for me to type with one finger. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it was pretty weird. Anyhow, William. I remember what you said. Pardon me. Speak. Go ahead, no, I was just making the comment that, uh, I was just making a quick comment saying I remember when it used to take 20 minutes to download one song. It used to take me 13 hours. I'm yep. older than you, remember? Fair enough. Yep. I mean, dial up. You'd go to download anything, and you'd have to, you know, let it run all night while you went to bed. Yeah. Other yeah. Than the morning, you you set up the dial and, up, and, you go to bed, hope it doesn't get interrupted. That's right. That's right. You hope that the Internet didn't get dis- uh, disconnected while you're doing it. That's correct. I had a a separate telephone line just for my computer. I paid for a separate telephone line into my house. Yeah, we all did. I had one anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to to 
remember remember the I don't know if you guys knew this, but I've had the same cell number for 25 years. Okay, you guys remember the Motorola loaf of bread that I used to I used to call it the loaf of bread. All right, it was a gray well, it was Motorola. It's called the brick. The brick. Yeah, I used to I used to hang that thing from my belt. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I tried old I technology. Had one before that. Oh, yeah, well, I had the bag phone, okay? I used to carry a suitcase with me, okay? Yeah. I had the Panasonic. It was called a transportable, and you put it into your car in the trunk. You slid the brain into the trunk, and it was wired into the front, and then you plugged your handset in, and then when you got out, you took your handset out, you took the the brain out of the trunk, and you slid it into this battery pack, (laughs) and you plugged the the handset back in and you put and you hung it on your shoulder like this big fucking stack and then you yep. walked around talking on your phone being Joe cool big shot right because it me, I got a cell phone I got a portable phone $3,800 to buy that's it. right and my first so, phone bill was 2200 bucks I, I I always tell everybody this story <laughs> I'm not a tech I'm not a technology guy I don't know anything about technology I'm at a job site in the middle of nowhere, and I'm trying to call the office. And myself, I'm not getting cell phone reception. So I had the I had the loaf of bread, Christopher. So I take yeah. my knife out. I I cut the rubber off the antenna. <laughs> I take a coat hanger out, wrap it around the antenna of the it. phone. <laughs> Hold on, and I stand and I stand on the I stand on the roof of my truck. And I got the office. It was hilarious. Just to get okay. a signal. That's right. It was pretty funny. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's what happens when you're I, old. I, I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure Rudy. I'm sure Rudy thought uh, he was born with a cell phone in his hand when he came out of the womb. He, he's like, what are no, these guys no, I wasn't about? allowed one till grade ten. Oh, okay. But yes, a lot of a lot of kids now they're they're slapping them uh, in their hands as soon as they come out. But uh, yeah, it's ridiculous how quick kids are getting phones. I always remember my uh, my uncle on the farm in Saskatchewan. He had a he had a weird phone. It, it it had to be plugged into his truck to work, and it was almost like a landline. Like it looked like a landline phone, but it was a cell phone. You couldn't text off it, but you could call off it. It looked like one of those military phones. <clears throat> I don't know. That wasn't really my time, though. But, yeah, it's wild uh, how far things have came with that stuff. Indeed. There you go, William. Yeah. What? There you go. Say what? There I go what? Check your pi- Check your picture. Oh. Check my pictures. I've got, I still got one of these, Christopher. Sure. <laughs> I, I, still, I, I actually I, know somebody I, who still uses one. Yeah, no, I've I've got one. Mine was mine was pretty gray. Oh, that yeah, is gray. Okay. Well, that's what the phone color. Yeah, well, that's a Motorola yeah. brick. But he had to plug. But his had a cord on it. He had, it was so weird. He had to plug it into his cigarette lighter for it to work. Yeah, well. I remember my dad getting a car phone, and that was a big thing. His first cell phone was just a car phone, 
but you couldn't use it anywhere else because it was just wired into the car. Yep. Yeah, yeah it was something too. along those and lines. And the horn went, the horn went off when it rang, so that if that's you were correct. were not there, the the phone, the, the horn went off. No, this one wasn't like that, but I know there are some that were. Don't you guys remember one of those? Those are cool. Don't you guys remember the scene in Night at the Roxbury when they're driving along and and they got the the brick and they're talking on it? It was pretty funny. Yep. No. Anyways. Anyways. So this, this this was my this is what I was talking about. This is a Motorola transportable. This is the one that I had. I sent you yep. the picture. Anyhow. Um, yeah. Rudy. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Yeah, you're, sorry. You're, you've been participating, so you might as well just jump right in, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the first time I just hopped in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible here, boys. It's uh, they're calling it the storm of. Uh, some people are calling it the storm of the century, and others are saying the worst storm since I don't know 1976 or something like that. Um, yeah, we're supposed to get like 30 to 80, and they're talking probably it'll end up around 60, 70 centimeters of snow before it's all said and done by Friday morning. So we'll That's see what happens. Two feet. God. Yeah, but they We're already... In the middle of April. Yeah, and the roads okay. are closed all over. And for once, the bad weather isn't coming from the north. It's actually coming from America. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Rudy, I would... can, I, can I ask ahead. you a question, Rudy? Yeah. Why the fuck do you live there? I don't know. I grew up here. Might not be living so? here next year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's shitty. I, I, I was supposed to go on a trip tomorrow. It's canceled. And, uh, yeah, they shut down the roads last night at midnight. It was pretty stupid. The roads weren't even bad till this afternoon today. But there's been so many accidents in Winnipeg, and the perimeter's been shut down so much, they just shut down kind of the whole province. So The thing I, I want to say something, what? what I laugh at, is I was in Brandon yesterday, and there was a guy who got punched in the face over a bottle of water, and the store, the shelves are empty everywhere. I just, the thing I don't get is we go into these, whatever, two to four day storms, and the people who are buying out all these stores live five minutes from them. See, I, I have a thing that happens. You know when they were, like, hoarding toilet paper and everything else when COVID first came out? Yeah. 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 Right? Well, that happened with milk and everybody and was buying yes. toilet paper. But what I did, I was hoarding ammunition, okay? I bought lots of ammunition. And I always figured that, you know, with push comes to shove, I'm the one that's going to have the toilet paper. Fair enough. Because... You know, what are you going to do? I'm coming to get your toilet paper. I'm coming to get it. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. I, I don't know. There's no common sense today, but whatever. It is what it is. Rudy, you just have to, you just have to live by my motto, okay? What's my motto, Christopher? People suck. People are people suck and people are stupid. It's that simple. Yes, it, it is that. Sorry, that simple. It's that simple, and I see it more and more every single day. I really have to ask a question. Let's put a question out. I want a question. 
I want to ask everybody the answer to this question, if anybody knows, because I've asked this question numerous times. Nobody has given me a good answer. <clears throat> okay. As I'm as, okay. as I'm driving through the streets through the streets of Calgary, I mm-hmm. still see people in their cars by themselves with their masks up to their eye up to their bottom of their eyes, okay? What is that all about? Do they not know how to clean their car? Are they scared somebody was sitting in the car that had COVID that they don't know about? Or no. are they just plain okay. are they just plain stupid? I no, I'm gonna give you the answer to that, okay? And I'm gonna give you a, okay. a, a real honest Scientific, like okay, logical. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, so listening. when people, when people, there are people out there who are afraid of this, uh, the virus. Okay, and yes, you can't, absolutely. you you can't convince them otherwise. Okay, and that's cool. I mean, I, I remember even long before this <sighs> pandemic started, there was a lot of people that would wear masks in the city because they didn't like the pollution or didn't like whatever else. So they always wore masks, and mostly Asian people. Yeah, yeah, but they're mostly people. Asian people. Asian people, yeah. Yes, okay. Because so, so, they come from me, China and they have the tan world. Did I say that out loud? I'm going to tell you why these people wear yeah. masks, okay? So okay. when they get – they're at home. They're in their safe zone. They're in their house, right? So then they wash up and they sanitize their hands and, and they get ready. They get their coat on and they put their mask on, okay? Now – when we first got, when we first, the pandemic first started, we were supposed to wash our hands, like, do the alphabet, right, A, B, C, D, and at the end of that, your, your, your hands are clean enough. And then you're not supposed to touch your face or your eyes or anything anymore because you, th- that's how you can contract it is through touch, right? So now these people now have their mask on in place, and they now go out into the world, and their hands now become contaminated so they're not allowed to touch their face to remove their mask when they're in their car and then they go into a store and put it back on because that goes against the principles of having sanitized mask and hands and stuff like that because your hands aren't sanitized anymore so you're not allowed to touch the mask once you leave your house until you go home and take the mask off that's why people are alone in their car with their mask on is because they believe that by touching their mask, they may not contaminate it then, but when they get out and go into a store and put it back on, they're not putting on a sanitized mask. Okay. That's the reason why people do that. Let me ask you one more question. Whether I believe that shit is or not is, is, is not relevant. I I have to ask you one more question. But I have to ask, okay, if they wash their hands and they're not supposed to touch their face, yes, can they still can they still touch their scrotums? <laughs> I knew I, there was some yeah. sort of comment sure, like that. Sure, sure you can. You can always do that. Okay. There's no rules on okay. that. Okay. 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 Now, okay. Just face, ask it. Let's face facts. That's the cleanest part of your body. You know, it's the one that's least exposed to anything. Absolutely. Most of the time. Right? So. Okay. Just check it. 
Okay, I knew there was a logical okay. reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's logical, but I think these people are usually the worst drivers on the street. So I'm thinking they have car- carbon monoxide overload or something or something because they can't breathe through their masks. So I, I never said I, what they're saying. doing is logical. I'm just telling you what their train of thought is. I asked the same thing. Okay. This is the answer that I so, got. This is the, this is so the, the they, reasoning that I got. And it made sense. Well, the majority so of the ones that I've seen, the majority of the ones I've seen are new Canadians. So my question to you is this. <laughs> when they were back in the old country driving their donkey <laughs> and their carts, Okay. Were, were they were they allowed? Did they wear their mask before they touched the donkey and the reins? Okay, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Well, Sorry. You know you where to tell. send your hate you can mail. Tell, you can tell I'm a little upset these days. Okay, and that's part of the reason. I, I never heard you laugh like that. Either. Oh my god. That was so I'm just wrong. going with the flow so just here, you know, I'm just looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna <laughs> 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 As I said, <gasps> folks, you know where to send your hate mail. <laughs> That's not Christopher. That's not, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. That's not, yeah, no, 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 not to you. <sighs> I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just speak, I speak the truth. I'm sorry. And I know, I know we all think the okay. same way, but some of us just not verb, just don't verbalize it. And I guess that's my big problem. Is that <laughs> yeah. very verbal like? Your your filter is broken, Will. Absolutely. That's yeah, like, I don't enough. think you ever had a filter. <laughs> I, you know what, Charles? You're actually you're actually right, Charles. I've never had a filter. Yeah. Uh, I really thought I was bad. You know, I honestly did. Oh, but no. No, Will. No. no. Will, you got a prize now, man. You you, you got the ribbon. I, I'm, I'm lucky to be a participant. Uh, well, and, and think, actually, my boss I, I think did walk in. first, second, and third place. Well, my boss did and walk bronze. into my office. My boss did walk into my office the other day and looked at me and said, you know, you're lucky you have a job here. And I said, yes, sir, I am very lucky I have a job here. Mm-hmm. He says, because you're unemployable. And I said, yes, sir, I am unemployable. Mm-hmm. I said, admit so, so you're, you're, you're right, okay? I'm glad I have a job here. Thank you very much. Now, could you please get the fuck out of my office, asshole? And he left, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk some football. I I have to talk some football. Yes, we got to do something here. Okay, please, please, yes. talk football. Uh, oh, I don't even know if we have any fans that listen to the show. But do we have any fans that listen to the show anymore? Because uh, are we just a- aimlessly rambling on? Um, Who knows? Have you checked recently? Uh, I'm sure no, someone I have, listens to us. Sparky does. No. Yep. Oh, we got Sparky. one person listening. Yeah. I don't know okay. if Neil Kroll still listens. Cool. He used to listen to us faithfully when they cut the grass, but I'm not sure if he does anymore. 
Wow. We have 145,000 distinct listeners. No, we don't. We're getting through to someone. All, all time. All time. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Okay, um, let's, let's carry on. Uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Abrosi has all but guaranteed the CFL will be expanding to 10 teams in the near uh, future. Low, he says that uh, on a low, scale sucks. of 1 to 10, uh, low, he's 11. It's an 11 uh, low, on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, low, it's not? Uh, low, oh, William. Are you done? Yes, sir, I am. Just Okay, thank you. Um. I don't understand what he believes this is going to happen and how. Where's that mute button? Charles, do you have it? No. Here's my question. What city, and I'm assuming he's referring to Halifax, because... Like Gary Beckman is determined to keep the Arizona Arizona Coyotes alive, it seems like Randy Ambrosi's uh, jihad or his uh, his um, modus operandi is to get a, a team in Halifax. So where are they going to play? Who's going to own the team? And uh, how many fans are you going to draw? Because we don't really have questions to any of those. No, no, we don't. I, I I've heard a stadium is a good thing to have a football team. Okay. Yeah, owners, which they don't have. With money, they like they might even have the money for the franchise fee because they don't even have the money for the franchise fee. The only thing that they had was a commitment of twenty million dollars from Halifax City Council to build a stadium, and twenty million dollars wouldn't even build you the restrooms and concession stands. You're gonna see. You might get a uh, dressing room or two out of that. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Okay, so they they have no public support. They have no the, the government is not supporting this at all. I mean, they're just not. Um, when they put out their season tickets, they did a a, a refundable fifty dollars deposit, and they only sold sixty six thousand season tickets. Six thousand season tickets at fifty dollars, and the money was refundable. It didn't turn out refundable. They ended up keeping the money and telling the guys to piss off. But that's beside the point. So, but it was only $50. I, I, I think it, it was like $1,000 when Ottawa Red Blacks um, announced that they were going to have a franchise. They sold 12,000 season tickets in an hour. After six weeks, they, they, they had, Halifax hadn't sold 6,000. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no fans out there. There's no government support. There's no stadium. There's nobody wants a fucking team in Halifax except Randy Ambrosi and some guy named Frank. And I'm not talking about Stanishi. I like Frank Stanishi. This other guy, Frank, what's his name? Kirby or something. Anyhow. Frank Kirby. Who, who honestly thinks this is a good idea? I bet you I could run a, a, an ad in the St. Louis newspaper and come up with six people who want to be the owner. 
that has the money. I'll bet you. And I bet you I could sell you 20,000 tickets, season tickets, in 24 hours. I was going to say, they have stadiums to play in, too. They already have a stadium. There's only one thing that we need to do to expand into America. Only one thing needs to change in the entire CFL. Dump the fucking ratio. Hey, William, let me see if you've got something intelligent to say. Do you honestly believe there's hey. going to be a team in Halifax? Hey. Well, well, my first question is to Charles. Charles, this year when you went to the Grey Cup, sir, and I know the venues were limited because of COVID, was there a schooner's room? That's a great cup. There was not. There was not, there but was there, not there, because they didn't do they didn't do any of the uh, actual team rooms, with the exception of uh, the Spirit of Edmonton, which they did. They just did one big oh. room for for the West and one big room for the East. They they didn't have uh, oh, the individual okay. team rooms. Okay. Okay. Um, well. You know, Christopher, I'm I'm assuming Randy Ambrosi really wants this. We kinda it's kinda I mean, he said it's an eleven out of ten that we'll have a tenth franchise in the CFL sooner than later. So and in that article, I don't know if you read the article, he also I did. talked about he also talked about expanding the twelve teams and Quebec City was one of them. And yeah. I, I oh. betcha. I betcha. It would go a lot better in Quebec City than it would in Halifax. To be honest with you, because because the the, I, the French I, people I, over there they have a they have a big football following. Okay. So uh, I betcha it would work in Quebec yeah. City. Yeah, um, but so but. I do. The downside to Quebec City is they're really focused on getting an NHL team. And I don't think that trying to do something else in that city until they get their fucking hockey team back, I, I think it's a bit of a weight, a lost cause. Yes. You know where yeah. I think a good team would be in Quebec? Laval. They, they have the, they're like one of the only youth sports football teams that actually looks sort of like an NCAA fan base following. Like if you look into the Laval, their school there, I don't know how big their stadium is. I imagine they'd need, need a new one built. But they always have the stands rate packed for youth sport games. In, Man- in Winnipeg, you're lucky to see, I don't know, 500 to 2,000 people at a youth sport game. Like, they don't care about it. Do you know where Laval is? Uh, it's in Quebec. Do you know where in Quebec? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's in southern Quebec. Isn't it by the border somewhere? No. Laval is a suburb of Montreal. Right. Okay. Well, that was kind of a dumb comment. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yes, you, yeah, the owls are too close, probably. Yeah. I, I thought Laval yeah. was a city that was south of Montreal. Anyway, my bad. But, yeah, no, they, they no, were no, really worth no, following. <laughs> no, Laval is Quebec City. I'm on it right now. Yes, the University of Laval, Quebec City. 
Okay, well, and Quebec fact, City then. Do, Quebec City would be a, probably do, a good place for a team, honestly, because Laval yeah, really does do have, have a good Go ahead, Charles. They do have a stadium that is expandable up to 18,000, which is still a bit too small for the CFL. So they probably would either have to find a way to expand that stadium or build a new one because I don't think the one they have quite now is bigger. I mean, it's bigger than anything they got in Halifax, that's for sure. But Yeah, to me, you know what? I think, I think a 25,000-seat stadium is perfect for the CFL nowadays. You actually have chances to sell it out. You can still make some revenue if you're getting fans to the game. I don't know. Okay. So I, I disagree with that concept, and I think that the, there is no reason why the CFL can't be selling out 50,000-seat stadiums. Yeah, okay. but who has? There's no who has one other than you guys in Edmonton? That's it. I think Edmonton's pretty, but I don't know. I could look. 40 or 45, I think. Well, I saw an article back, back a couple of weeks ago where they're going to put a roof on Commonwealth. Did you see that? Yeah, that was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> I know, and it was a good one. Oh, wow. It says uh, Ed- Commonwealth, it says 60,081. Yeah, wow. It, it's okay. bigger than BC Place. Yeah, it's a big stadium. It is indeed. It's a nice stadium, too, actually. I'm hoping to go there in October, but we'll see. Go there? Right, go to Calgary, then Edmonton the next day for a game. You will find the Edmonton Stadium much nicer, especially if you go there second. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I have don't be cutting down my stadium, Charles. Come on. Now. You complain about it more than everybody. That's true. You've talked all the time about the rats running through there. <laughs> There's no rats in Alberta. They're mice. Okay, mice. They're rabbits. There's fucking rabbits. There. There's rabbits, too. All the same family. Yeah, there actually isn't rats in Alberta. You know what, though? Edmonton, their stadium looks nicer, but I feel like I'd rather be in a stadium... That's smaller, that ha- that actually looks, like, sort of full. Like, I don't know. I feel like if Edmonton doesn't get at least 40,000 people, it looks like no one's at the game. So here, here's here's my thought on that, Rudy, and I, I 100% agree with you, okay? I think that the CFL should, instead of expanding to a 10th team that's going to fail miserably in Halifax, they should focus on their own, the teams that are existing, okay? And they need to focus on making the CFL uh, both physically and physically uh, strong, okay? The, and, and the league is not at this night. Yeah, no, and, I agree. I cannot... I'd like them to expand, but I'd like them to expand into America, and if it doesn't work, who cares? Swindle their money and leave. Honestly. We did that already once, and it worked wonderfully. Like, I like Will's idea. I, I'd love to see a team in Grand Forks. I know it would work. You, you'd get minimum, minimum 25K. Like, that would be the worst crowd you'd get there. I don't care about in the Grand population. Forks? 
people would come from all over North Dakota to watch. Like, if you see their their school sports there, their hockey team, great packed every event. I have always felt that Portland, Oregon was a market that could work for the CFL. Yeah, anywhere in that Tri-Cities area or Portland, that'd be a good spot to look to. St. Louis, like just something. But you can't, you don't, don't do like whatever, three, four, five at a time, like maybe a team a season and just work them into it. Okay, so I need to ask a question here just because I need to ask. What is the, um, how many games does it, do they play in the NFL? 17. Uh, 17 now. Okay. In 2000 and 2021, how many did they play? 17. Wasn't it 16, Charles? No, oh, 17. No, so, uh, 2021 was the season just ended, and this was the first year of the 17 game schedule. Okay. Okay. So hang on here. Let me let me see what's going on here. So when did when did uh, when did they move? When did the Rams move out of St. Louis? Uh, I want to say that was about 2017 or 20. I think 2017 was the year they moved. Okay, so so it, let's go to 2016. Okay. So they were definitely in St. Louis okay. in 2016, right? And they had I a 16-game so, yeah. schedule, right? So yes. they had eight home games. Is that correct? Yes. Eight, eight home games, okay? Their yearly attendance, their yearly attendance was 665,000 people, Okay. So if you do 665,318 people divided by eight games, they had 83,000 people in attendance at each game. Sorry, I just looked it up. The Rams final season was 2015, not 2016. But yeah. 2015. Yes. Okay. So in, in 2015, they had 420,000. 420,000 divided by 8 is 52,000 people per game. Sounds like someone in a snowstorm. That's that's Will. He's sleeping again. He fell asleep. (laughs) That's better. He muted his mic. That's way better. Okay, so, go on. If, Sorry. if he if he wakes up, he can text me, and I'll uh, I'll let him back <laughs> into the show. Okay. That was so, too much. <laughs> this is not the first so, time this has happened either. No, I know. No, okay. no, no. Okay. So fifty. They averaged fifty plus thousand people per game. Yep. The entire lifespan of that team in St. Louis. Okay. So please tell me that this is not a football city. It would work, man. Even if 
two thirds of them supported it, it would be plenty. I'll guarantee you that a hundred percent of them would support it, only despite the NFL. I, I'd like to. I mean, I mean, I can do it after the pot or the show, unless like one of you two can complain it quick, or sorry, explain it quick. Um, why'd they even move? Like, what happened there? Like, they're a pretty good sports city as far as everything else goes. I'll tell you why they moved. The city of Los Angeles promised a new stadium to their owner. And he saw the new stadium, saw he could make a lot of money with it, so he said, we're out of here. That's exactly where they moved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like Vegas. Now they're swindling everything. Like, they're talking about the Oakland Athletics are going to move just like the Oakland Raiders to Vegas. Yeah, they're going to follow them to Vegas, yep. Well, here. Here's the thing to back, kind of back up what PJ is saying, because the city of St. Louis also had a team in the 2020 version of the XFL. So they were playing there. Now, they only they, it was, that season got canceled after five weeks because of COVID, so they only ended up having um, two home games, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and they were up near 30,000 a game for both of those games. And that's plenty. Yeah. Getting 30,000 a game is more than more, a lot of the CFL teams get. And then if they went into America, they'd probably put the games on ESPN, even if it was on a sub-ESPN channel. It'd still be more marketing yeah. exposure. 100%. I would guarantee you that they would cover all of the CFL because of this. This would be huge. You want to talk about marketing for the CFL? You want to talk about revenue for the CFL? This is it. This is how you save this goddamn league from imminent doom. From what? It's not going anywhere, Christopher. It's not going anywhere fine because it's every year our attendance is dropping. Every year. And it's not because scoring is down. Don't change the rules because there's no offense. That's not why people are leaving. The reason why people are leaving the CFL, they're dying. I just want to see what the capacity is in this stadium, too. And they've got the nice stadium. They've got the dome at American Center there. And, yeah, well, you can fit up to 67,000 in it, but you can cut down, uh, you can cut down the, uh, the attendance if you wanted to as well for games. But still, I mean, they've got easily a suitable stadium that they could use. It's called Bush Stadium. No, that's the, no, that's the baseball for, stadium. That's the Cardinals. Yeah, that's, that's baseball. No, it's the, 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 the one in the Dome at America Center. That's the uh, one that the Rams played in. And so did the, the uh, St. Louis no, Battlehawks. No, the Dome at America Center. Are you sure? It's called the yeah. Do- it's called the Dome at America Center. It used to be called the Edward Jones Dome, and before that, it was the Trans World Dome. But that's that's the one there. Okay. Yeah, Charles is correct. And, yeah. And they play football. Yes. It's a stadium for concerts, major conventions, and sporting events in downtown St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I just posted a picture of it in the group chat. Can I mention to you guys how 
how offended I am by a stadium being called Bush Stadium. That's not politically it's, correct. I don't care if it's spelled it's the same. Named okay. after the beer company. I know company. how it's spelled. I understand that, but it's it's kind of, it's almost like the Eskimos, okay? Because <laughs> I, I think, you know, Bush is, is a, oh my God. It's, it's your time. Are you talking about because you're, you're offended because it's named after the former stupid president? Or are you talking offended no, no, because it's I, named after some... I don't think that's where he's going. I think that's where he's going. It's just not common anymore, that's all. No, no, no. It's more Brazilian. Oh, gosh. Anyway. You guys know where I want to see This show is so far off the rails. Uh-huh. Not really. But where do you want to see a game? All four of us, we're going to go and we're going to meet up and have a good weekend and we're going to go see a game at the Caesars Superdome. You guys know where that is? At the New Orleans. At where? The Caesars Superdome. Look it up on Google. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like Charles said, New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities, so I, I, I would have no issues going there. But what would we be doing? We'd be watching the NFL? I'm not going. I'm going out. Matt, I'd, go, I'd rather go to the French Quarter and go look for some some beads. You go there after the game. Bring some necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never I, been I there, but I want to go watch. there. That's that stadium looks gorgeous. It looks like BC Place on steroids. Okay. Craig Dickinson believes the. What? Hello. We lost him. Where'd he go? We lost Maybe him. we've been Where'd taken off the air. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they finally said, "Okay, enough's enough." <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, they a bomb. maybe they sent a nuclear bomb to his they cottage finally or something. Found, they finally found him. Yeah, yeah they did. They sent yeah, what a, what they an sent evening where... There we go. He's calling back in. Now there's a phone ringing. Hello. Yeah, he's calling back in. Hello. Hello. Maybe he's on mute. Yeah, but why does he have to call into his own show? Because he probably got Sometimes out. it depends if he was using his headset. Sometimes his headset craps out and he has to call in and use his phone. Okay. I, I love how we got an hour 15 left on the show and we're on our second article. What a night. We're on article two. <laughs> yeah, but the articles are kind of sparse. So, yeah. well, I mean, we could talk about Craig Dickinson and how he thinks the writers' organization is 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 well on its way to being the Winnipeg organization. Yeah, they're kind okay. of following like, the Winnipeg, which I I don't know where he's seeing that. Quite frankly, um, I think that's wishful thinking. Oh, he's well, back. Their fans, their fans are similar. Okay. And hey, kind of what I I was talking about when Blog Talk bitch cut me off. Is if, okay. if Craig Dickinson thinks that they're following in the Bombers' footsteps, does that mean that they have to lose or not win the Grey Cup for 30 years before they turn things around? 
Well, yeah, but winning if that's the case, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but winning it yeah, four times in 150 years is pretty close to only winning it every 30 years, okay? Do the math. It's the same thing. So, Yeah, but um, they've won two in my lifetime, or maybe even three. Three? Yeah, I know. Maybe Craig Dickinson is a little delusional. Because um, I can see the maybe. comparisons, but... The only way they can continue on this path is they they have to they have to trade for Matt Nichols, yeah. <laughs> and and then they'd have a good quarterback. I think okay. they got to start with Drew Willie, I, I or something like that. Right, I, I don't know. Willie, go to Matt Nichols and then see what happens. Okay, maybe win a win a Grey Cup first before you're on the same same path. You know. Well, yeah, but maybe what he's thinking is, I want to be the head coach for at least seven years before I win anything, and yeah, I guarantee I the job for seven happen, years. Right? That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, because he's he, he's maybe making comments it. about that about I want to be Michael Shea. Shea when they should have. Yes. Correct. So, uh, you know, I mean, hey, what can you do? And, and I mean, I've heard I, I, apparently everybody, every organization now wants to be like the Bombers. So once again, they want to lose. They want to lose for twenty-eight years, and then they want to win a Great Cup. I I, I want to be more like Calgary. I said I, I used to think that the premier organization in the CFL was the Calgary Stampeders, and I'm not being biased. I think yeah, they run it the way it should be run. Winnipeg follows Calgary's motto, they just pony up more money, is literally the only difference. And that's well, the no, only no, way they, they don't, have they don't, they don't follow Winnipeg's motto because there hasn't been seven years where they fucking sucked. In a row, okay? No, but now, but now, yes, they did suck. They also don't pay yeah, a lot of money to people either. Who, Ooh, Calgary? Calgary? No, they do not. Calgary. Calgary. No, that's what I said the difference is. Like, Calgary will find new guys quicker, where Winnipeg will pay, I don't know, I wouldn't say, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, the top echelon of salaries in the CFL. But that's only going to work for so long, too. Like, I mean, we've talked about that, and I'm a Bombers fan. Like, yeah, they have a good roster, and they look good, but what's going to happen when all these guys get older? What's going to happen if Caleros' head gets taken off in the first four weeks? Like, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, here, here here's where... Here's my thought pattern on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. In 2016, they had a dismal year. They were 5-13. and 13. They fired everybody in there. They hired Chris Jones. Chris Jones brought them in. He t- turned the team around, and, and he was 10-8 and eight in the first year. The second year, he, in 2018, he was 12-6. Very respectable. Top of the league. Top of the division. Okay. So, in 2019, Chris Jones left for the NFL. 
Craig Dickinson was hired, and he went 13 and five, and they didn't change a goddamn thing in the season in the in the team. Literally, it was everybody was the same as who Chris Jones had had in place. Okay, the next year they started to tweak the team, make it a little better, make it their own, so that you know Chris Jones is they're distancing him from Coach Jones. Okay, and they went nine and five. They're going away from the the Coach Jones philosophy, and this year, their nine and five record is lucky to be five and thirteen. So, I'm just wondering what they're smoking in Saskatchewan to believe that they've they're following the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' footsteps. I don't see it. If you do not win, you can't bring back the same team. I think, Will, you said that to Sparky. Sparky's all upset because Calgary's not signing all of their their players. Well, they suck. Why would you want to keep the same players? Even Ottawa realizes that they can't keep the same team that they had because they suck. Correct. So... How does Saskatchewan, who's on a downward slide right now, keep the same players, keep the continuity, keep the same coaches, think that they're all of a sudden going to turn this around magically? They got, I don't get it. The reason, the reason they can do it is they have Cardi, Cody Fajardo, the greatest football quarterback in CFL history. Right, Phil Miller? Did, did, did Phil Miller just come on our show? No. 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 Okay. It was my impersonation. It was my impersonation of Phil Miller. 10, I, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. 2009, the greatest Grey Cup game ever. Um, it's not all Dickinson, though, either. Like, I really don't think Jeremy O'Day is a very good GM. If anything, they've tweaked their roster. Craig Dickinson's the coach. No, I know, but, but Jeremy O'Day is the one building the football team. Like, if anything, they've lost some good players over the past two, three, four years, and then they've just brought in other players who haven't been as good or have been worse. Usually when they haven't been as good, they usually are worse. Yeah. <laughs> they're, well, they're, I don't know. Their O-line was terrible last year, but I think they had three rookies on it, or maybe even four. <laughs> I kind of look at facts and statistics, and, and to me, you can see the trend on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and it's not going in a good direction. Nope. It is not. The the only way that Saskatchewan is going to make the playoffs is if BC and Edmonton implode. Uh Or Calgary. I I just don't see it. No, me either. I don't know where, like I said, he must be smoking something. I don't know. 
or he's being optimistic, or he's trying to keep his job. All of the above, maybe. Well, you know, Rod Peterson picks the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to win the Grey Cup every year because he he's a homer. I mean, he's paid was used to be paid by the Riders to do this. So Craig Dickinson is being paid by the Riders. He has to say this shit. I I, I don't. I'm not criticizing him saying this, like because he has to. He and he, he has to believe it, right? I just don't see it. No. This, I just don't. I don't I see agree. it. I agree. No, so, I don't see it either. Here, I, let, let's have some fun, okay? okay? BC Lions have Coach Rick Campbell. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Calgary has Coach Dave Dickinson. Yes. Okay? And in Edmonton, we have Coach Jones. Right? Correct. In Saskatchewan, we've got Coach Craig Dickinson. And in Winnipeg, we have Coach O'Shea. And in uh, Hamilton, we have Coach Orlando. Right? William, don't be snoring Mm -hmm. on me. Um, In Toronto, who who do we have coaching in Toronto? We got, uh, what's his nuts? Ryan Dinwiddie. Ryan Dinwiddie. Ryan Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Okay, we got Dinwiddie. And in Ottawa, we have La Police. Right? Yeah. And yep. in right. Montreal, we have Coach Jones, Kahari Jones. Kahari. Right? Okay. And we have Kahari. two Coach Jones, yes. and we have two Coach Dickinson. Yes. <laughs> you think that, that we, correct. you know, with only nine teams, you think we get enough different names, but I guess not. So that's two, four, those, six, eight. That's nine coaches. Those. Okay? Yep. 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 Who's the first coach to get fired this year? Uh, um, I don't we, think anyone will. And if someone no, does, there's I want to be one. I, well, honestly, I don't want him to get fired, but I think Rick, well, do you think Rick can't? No, Rick can't. Well, isn't he the GM, too? Uh, he's a co-GM. Him with um, with um, Neil McAvoy. Neil McAvoy. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd say Rick Campbell if McAvoy could fire him if they have a terrible season. But I, I really don't think. I think the Riders could go zero and eighteen, and I don't think. Uh, what's his face? Um, Dickinson, I don't think he'd get fired till next off season. I really don't. I don't think they're gonna fire him mid season, whether they're doing good or bad, just because they're I don't know, just because they're hosting the Grey Cup, and I think they'll ride him out. Yep, I tend to agree with that. They might be right. I think you may be right. So, come back to my question: Who's the first coach to get fired this um, year? Lapo or Ryan Dinwiddie? Yeah. I was going to say Paul Lapolice is going to be my pick. I'd fire Dinwiddie, but I think Toronto likes him. Dinwiddie made a lot of mistakes last year. I, I honestly think it's going to be Kahari Jones. 
I, oh, I don't want to think it I still think it's too soon for Kahari Jones because two years ago he was uh, he was he was it there, okay? And what's changed since then is they hired Danny Machocha as the GM. I still think and he's he going to give Kahari it. Yeah, I know he does, but I still think he'll give Safari at least another season. Because I think if they fire Safari, it'll be a rebellion. There'll be a rebellion there. Depends on how they play. Just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they say he's mm-hmm. such a players coach, too. Like, there was times last year where, I mean, I think he's a good coach. I like him, but... Uh, there was times last year where Montreal were taking tons and tons and tons of penalties a game, and he just looked like he didn't have discipline over his team. That so is that's usually what happens with a player's Kahari coach. Jones. Yeah. yeah. We, we had him Still as one a, of the boys. Uh, offensive coordinator in BC. Yeah. And I, I liked the man. I think he was awesome. But he just he didn't have he didn't have the ability to discipline. What so people, uh, change, uh, fans, team what? players loved him, but <laughs> yeah. So I want to what's your what's your guy? You guys are both Lions fans. What's your guys' honest opinion on uh, on your guys' coach? Rick Campbell? I'm kind of up in the air with him. Like, I like Rick Campbell, but after, like, how many seasons has he been in BC? Like, he's had, I know he's had some young players, but he's had some pretty good players on his roster, and he hasn't really done much. He's only been there for one one year. Oh, okay. I thought it's been two full years. And that was the the one year. (laughs) You guys had the guy who attacked Rick two years ago. They hired him for the 2020 season, and that was canceled. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, he gets another couple years yet still then. Okay, yeah. Never mind. At least one. He should at least get one full season, I think. Yeah. I yeah, agree. no, sorry. I That's thought he was going to full seasons. It just depends a great deal on how this Canadian experiment works. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. And I don't know who that's going to get blamed on. Well, okay. Ultimately, he should be the I head coach. Know. Well. Not saying it will be, but ultimately it should because it's his, I, his I don't, call. I don't, I don't know, though. I don't, I don't think it's his call. I don't know if you've been in the CFL as long as Rich Campbell and you have it have, and you've watched the CFL your whole life, and your dad is one of the greatest executives of all time. I don't know if you pick to go with a Canadian quarterback. I think that's someone else. I, I, I you know what? I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, you don't have to. And my my reason for that is. I believe Nathan Rourke was the best choice that they had. I was eating. 
sure. But here, let's let's take let's take let's take the Canadian quarterback out of the out of the out of the uh, equation. Not many coaches would go with a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback either to start. But like you Agreed. said, they don't they don't have a choice. I guess. I mean, couldn't you scour the couldn't you scour the bowels of the earth and find yourself an American quarterback? You know, lots of, lots of them out there. And I tend to agree. So, uh, Neil McAvoy, he was actually talking on Rod Peterson's show the other day, and he said people are making this whole Canadian quarterback thing such a big deal. What he was saying, and I mean, obviously he needs to have explanation for the, the choices they're making. Uh, I posted the article or the video in the group chat. It's about eight minutes long. Anyway, he was saying the way he looks at it is there's – Starting quarterback, Nathan Rourke this year, he said he looks at it like he's not even a Canadian. He said all the American quarterbacks that get drafted or come play in the CFL, for the most part, come out of the NCAA. Like, he basically was saying that Rourke, it's not like he's a U-sport quarterback. Like, he was he was trained and brought up in America. So, I, I don't know. Exactly. I mean, There's no difference between him and an American. It's whether or not this rookie or this very inexperienced quarterback should be your number one position. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's the big thing. It's, I've been, I've been making a big deal out of it myself. And honestly, after I heard him talk, I got thinking about things and maybe it really isn't a big deal as big of a deal that everyone's making it out to be like, I know he's his birth certificate's Canadian, but, he was, yeah, he was brought up playing football in America. It's just like if you're a good yeah. Canadian baseball player and you go, you go to college or high school in the states, right? Like, oh, hundred percent agree with you. I don't care if he's a Canadian American or Swahili. Okay, what I care about is whether or not he has the ability to move my football team forward and the experience of what three starts, I uh, and and then is anointed starter. That concerns me in the Jonathan Jennings, Casey Printer type of way. Great. If you you follow my reasoning, we've been down this path before. Yep. Oh, I agree. Go! Now, Michael O'Connor, on the other hand, is a U-sports quarterback. So That's why he's a backup. Yeah. And he also sucks terribly. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in him. But, no, I don't know. I think the whole Rourke thing sounds bad to say, but I'd be scared if you guys were going with two U-sport quarterbacks, but you're not. No, not at all. I truly Connor, wish now, this is a it's, this is a Vanier Cup winning quarterback out of UBC Thunderbirds, right? Yeah, but U Sports socks go on. I, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, no, yeah, UBC Thunderbirds. Yeah, he was a good quarterback in U Sports. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, without question. But he didn't come out of the NCAA. He he was a U Sports quarterback. Yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. 
one of the best in that year, but he's still youth sports. Okay, I, I don't. Yeah, let's just move on. CFL, CFLPA, collective bargaining talks get off to an encouraging start. whoop de do. Where, where's Will? What do you, Will? Do you have anything to say I'm about right, that? I'm well. No, we're not done with Nathan Rourke yet. Okay, he played college football at, Ohio, at Ohio, Ohio. Okay, so Buckeyes. What was that? Is the it, they're the Buckeyes. Is that correct? No, it's called the Ohio Bobcats. So whatever really? they are. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Iowa's the Buckeyes. Anyway, go on. Okay, my bad. I don't know Dick. No, Ohio State is kind of Ohio State right? is Buckeyes. Rudy, be quiet. Please. That's what I thought. Wow. I'm gonna look it, it up. You're correct, Christopher. <laughs> go yeah, ahead and look Ohio it up. Ohio State Buckeyes. I was right. Jesus. Ah, no, but Ohio State. But one. did he say it Ohio or Ohio State? Because there's two different schools. He played at Ohio. University. Okay. So it wasn't he the started for the Bobcats. He started for the Bobcats three years in a row. Okay. Hey, hey. Okay, I'm thinking of the Hawkeyes, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay, go That's on. Iowa. Iowa, yes. Okay, whatever. Okay, so the University of Ohio Bobcats. Right? Yes. Okay, so right. is, is this, this is a... Division one school? Yes. It is. Okay. But and just so you know, just so you're aware, he was the first winner of the John Cornish trophy as the top Canadian yes, football was. player in the NCAA. And repeat it the year after as well. So he won it. I was gonna say I think row. he won it twice. Yes he did. He's the only two-time winner of the award. So there you go. But he still, but he still is only a second-year quarterback, and he only played in two or three games his first year. So, wish him all the luck in the world. We'll see what happens. Okay, can we and move I on now? I, I, I don't know who else uh, they have on their roster for quarterbacks. They must have at least three or four. So, and I tend to agree. Really? That I don't think that. so. I, I you think, tend to agree. What? Well, I think that I think they really think they're making the right decision because Rick Campbell, you'd like to think, could have brought in Trevor Harris. He coached him in Ottawa, and there was clearly a reason why he they didn't bring him in. So they must think mm-hmm. they have. They must think they have something there. Either that or their relationship's tarnished, either or. Well, well, either or, neither one is a good option. No, I'm just saying that 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 would have been the other option in free agency. Well, there's lots of options. I mean, McLeod Bethel Thompson went to free agency. So did um, Matt Nichols, didn't he? No. Um, he was available. Mazzoli. Well, Mazzoli went to Ottawa. 
Yeah. No. Mazzoli went to another thing about yes. another thing about yes. Nathan Rourke. Well, you know, here's straight maybe, bowl game. And maybe here, here's a thought, guys. Maybe BC looked at it as Trevor Harris. We know what he can do. Mazzoli. We know what he can do. Yada da yada da yada da. Why not go with Nathan Rourke because he is his story is not written yet. You know what you're getting with Mazzoli. You know what you're getting with Harris. Okay, and in my mind, not much. Okay, okay. You're, you're correct. And here, here, if I was a GM, I'd look at it this way: none of the quarterbacks that were available at free agency were worthy of having. Okay, my opinion. Okay, there are teams out there that took them. There are teams out there that are doing well. Nathan Rourke looks like he's got some promise, looks like there's an upside to him, and it could be beneficial. We don't know what he's going is capable of yet. It's an unknown, 100% unknown. But you know what is known? His salary, $58,000 a year, okay? You're going to get Matt Nichols. You're going to pay three hundred grand for him, and you're going to get a piece of shit quarterback. Trevor Harris went second string into Montreal at 175000 Okay. No. Why would you spend two to $300,000 on a piece of shit quarterback when you can have a possibly good quarterback for 55000 And you can build an O-line Absolutely. around them. Yeah. Yep. You could. Okay. Did they? Did they? No. Well, it's not there yet. Their line wasn't that bad last year. I, I was surprised, though, BC didn't just go with Rourke like they did, but then pony up the O-line this offseason because there were some good free agents out there, and they definitely had the money. But I don't know. They did improve their O-line compared to two years ago. I'll give them that. And you have to think, too, uh, they're playing with a different style of quarterback now from uh, from um, Mike Riley now to Nathan Rook. Rook's probably a little bit more uh, mobile and can move the pocket a little bit better. Uh, yeah. So that could also be uh, play into it as well. Yeah, he'll be better at scrambling. He is quick. The, the, the downside to what I see with the Lions is they really haven't invested in the running back position, which – when your quarterback is an unknown, is a question about Mark, you need to have a running game. You can't rely on an arm that is unknown. I think nope. that, um, uh, what's his name, Butler, James Butler or whatever, he showed signs that he could be a, uh, a decent running back. Uh, he struggled at time, and there were a lot of games last year where the Lions pretty much had to abandon the run because they fell behind. But I think he showed – I know in the last game he played well, of course. The last game I'm not going to go totally gaga over because, quite frankly, they were playing a, a team that I think was playing their third game in like seven days or something like that. So those guys were tired, plus it was, uh, you know, last game of the season with two teams that weren't making the playoffs. But he had a, a couple of other decent games earlier in the season, and I'm willing to give him another chance if we can, uh, you know, get a little bit better blocking. I'm willing to at least uh, 
give him another shot at it. I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm just saying that, you know, they didn't go out and get some marquee running back. Apparently BC was fielding offers to Oliveira, but uh, I think he stayed in Winnipeg for last. It's a smart move on his part. Right? I mean, if if you have the ability to stay in Winnipeg, why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, and he's from there, and now they have the two Canadian running back scenario. But I, I don't know. I don't see BC being worse than they were last year. I really don't. Fox, could they? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's... I don't know. The West will be exciting this year, honestly. Any, anything could happen. Okay, let's... Can we move on now, Will? You, you, you stopped me before. Can we... You wanted to talk more about Nathan Rourke. Any, you anything, with Nathan Rourke? Anything, we... anything you want to do, sir, it's your show. You just go for it. Okay. I, I'm asking. Go ahead. I'm done talking sure about it's okay with you. I can't believe this I've talked the, about a Canadian quarterback for that like long. Canada? Oh, well. Okay. CFL, CFLPA, a collective bargaining talk, getting off to encouraging start. So they're playing with some absolutely non-important details, and they're coming to an agreement. And they think that this is going to be a trend-setting for the, the CBA negotiations, which it should be. Uh, but they still haven't dealt with the monetary issues. They also have a um, this single season contract problem that's happening. Uh, they also want to deal with uh, revenue sharing with the players, and uh, uh, there's a whole pile of important issues that are going to come up, and uh, we'll see how that goes. They've got till the 14th of May, so basically about one month. Aren't we the 13th today? Yep. We're the 13th yes. today. So we have one month, one day before the CBA is uh, officially kaput. And uh, we'll go from there. So they got a, they got a lot of road to travel in, in 30 days. I read this article. It really didn't say much about anything in it. Uh, was there anything that you guys uh, saw on it that you wanted to uh, discuss? Hmm. I mean, nothing in no. particular, because be, to be honest, um, we know that the, the players have zero leverage, and we've been talking about this. They can put up all the brave faces they want. The fact of it is they're pretty much going to – this is a, a big-time owner's advantage negotiation because of the lost season and so on like that. And they're going to get this done uh, – I think relatively quickly, because quite frankly, they just don't have the uh, the what should we call it the uh, the stomach to go to a, a, any sort of work stoppage. Hundred percent agree. Okay, 
you know. Moving on from that. Boom. Oh, William, you have something to say. No, I said ditto. I agree with what Charles okay. said. Let's move on. Okay. Riders believe quarterback Cody Fajardo at his best is the most pressure-packed situations. Does the evidence back this up? Cody Fajardo is at his absolute best when he's under pressure, except in the Western Final. They didn't put that caveat in there. Yeah. I was going to say, does that include hitting uh, the uprights? Uh, you're going to say shitting the bed, but you're saying hitting. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, the being in the Western Final is pressure-packed uh, quite a bit. He's been in two in a row and lost them both. So how good is he? Well, you know, I think he really does well under pressure when he's in the Grey Cup. Oh, wait a minute. He hasn't been in the Grey Cup. He's never he? been in one. He's, he's... No. No. Before we move on here, Rudy, do you have anything to say about this Cody Fajardo quarterback, Phil Miller's hero? No. You don't even know who Phil Miller is, do you? Yeah, I do. I used to listen to your guys' show when he was on. Okay. I didn't think you were that old. Well, Uh, I don't know him personally. But anyway, no, I'm sick of hearing about Cody fucking Fajardo. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! You hear that? Rudy swore. Zing! <laughs> wow! There's got to be there's got to be something I can do for that. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. This next article looks Did you good. Like though. that? Yeah, I like that. Next article. Okay. This. Mitchell's return to form key to Stampeder's 2022 CFL season. This article looked good. Jeez, I didn't even read this one because it just didn't look like it made sense. Go ahead, Rudy. Talk talk to us. Tell us all about oh, it. Oh, uh, no, I just – the title looks good. Um, yeah, I mean, when the Stampeders are having success uh, – they go kind of as uh, Bo Levi Mitchell goes. I think Will would tend to agree. And uh, he didn't have a very good season last year, and uh, Calgary didn't get off to a very good start. I mean, they improved as the season went on. But, uh, yeah, if he can return to form and and play how he used to, uh, I think they can return to being right up there at the top of the Western Division again. Um. Nope. I know three of us think they have a pretty capable backup quarterback. Will's not a big fan yet of Mayer. But, uh, yeah, no, I think I think you get Reggie Bagleton and Bo Levi Mitchell, and they both have good seasons and they're both healthy. I think they can be the most one of, if not the most dangerous team in the, in the West. That means in the league. Yeah, correct. Okay, so here's the interesting thing that I find about this article, okay? It's written by the Regina Leader Post. 
So this is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders main newspaper writing an article about Paul Levi Mitchell. Do you know why I find that unusual or uh, I don't want to use the word disturbing, but um, bizarre? Is because I'm pretty sure that the two Vancouver-based newspapers don't know there are other CFL teams. In fact, I'm pretty sure they don't know that there is a CFL they team in barely know. They barely know about the Lions. Yes. So this is the Riders newspaper writing about Calgary's quarterback. I, I, I find it totally amazing. I, I think it's a wonderful thing. Regardless of what the article says, just the fact that the Regina Leader Post is writing an article about a competitive team is is is, is cool. Hey man, Saskatchewan loves football. That's all they got. They well, also I probably guess. don't have that much else to write about, but I guess they got lacrosse. Yeah, have you seen the Canucks lately? We don't have anything else either. Yeah. Touché. Okay. Anyhow, there is possible Vancouver um, getting an MLB team, but that's beside the point. I've been hearing yeah, that since I was five, and it hasn't done anything. Baloney. Yeah, I don't. I don't know yeah. how they could make that. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I. No. I heard they were going to get a basketball team again too, so I don't see that happening either. I'll buy that when I see okay. it too. I think it's that. Wow. No, I mean I'd believe it when I saw it. Oh, okay. At this point in time, I believe that Calgary hey, Panthers guys. need Big to have Calgary, a healthy and moving forward. Um, believe I, Mitchell. So let me up. I says at this point in time, I believe Calgary needs to have a healthy and and productive believe I, Mitchell. Cool. Yeah, that's like saying uh, your car needs an engine. I honestly see that. Or, yeah, I honestly think he's starting to get in that range of an injury-prone quarterback because he seems to be getting injured more and more. Like it's been three years in a row now that he's had uh, uh, somewhat sustained injury. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll. It, it all goes on whether or not he can stay healthy, and he hasn't the last few years, so let's see if he can this year. That'll tell the story of the Stampeders about whether or not he can stay healthy. Agreed. Absolutely. I, 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 something's going on here with Rudy, so I'm going to have to go on him. Oh, did you offend him? He hung up on you? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's a Phil Miller. There he is. There he is. Okay, so you want me to call in the other phone because that one keeps dying. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can do that. We have the technology. And then you hang up the other one because you can't have two phones. Yeah. I don't know what's the other one. It's the 204 number, right? No, I just didn't want to cut you off when you're talking about the article. 
Okay. There. Rudy's back. Yeah. No, my landlines just kept dying. You know, I, I think this year is pretty solid. I think this year in Calgary, what Bo Levi, what Bo Levi is going to do to to make up for his injury proneness is uh, he's going to lead the league in rushing as a quarterback. Okay, him and Kadeem <laughs> Carey are going to. Okay, he's going to. I'm thinking he's scooter. running for a thousand yards this year. Okay. So, there you go. No, I think you're going to see a Calgary team that relies more and more on the run this year than they've ever had before. So, we'll see. Because they're paying the dude enough money, wow. so you better use I them. think they're going to have to. Yeah. yeah. I tend to agree. And, and I've always said, that, you know, if you, you've got an iffy quarterback, you need to, you need to have a run game. And that's why right. I think BC needs to have a good run game. And if Bo Levi does not, if Bo Levi, if Bo Levi does not recover this year, I think he will not be around the year after. He'll be released. This is his last year of his contract, right? Is it okay? I don't know. I believe it is. Yeah, this is the fourth year of his contract. Mike Riley, walked away from his last year of his contract, and both both playing it out. Yeah, and then both sign with the Toronto Stampers, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Bo is pretty affixed in in the Calgary community. I don't think he would sign with Toronto, to be honest with you. Even if they so. threw him a stupid contract, you don't think so? Nah, I still I still I think he's it. got. He's got, but no, no, he's got ideas of, well, I used to think he had ideas of coaching, but he did really well. He did really well at the Great Cup this year on TSN. And uh, yeah. I think he's a natural there, to be honest with you. So. I mean, I guess he could be right. There was, I, I saw articles that when he was a free agent earlier in his career, that Toronto threw big money at him and he refused to go there to sign for less than Calgary. So, yeah, I don't know. See what happens. Yeah, well, have you ever... Do you know why, Rudy? Because he fits in Calgary's system better? Yes. Calgary system covers his ass better than any other system would. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, true. So let's go off and have a discussion about football now. Naturalized Canadians, a topic in the CBA negotiations. CFL sought to reduce the true nationals last season. What was that, Will? Do you have a problem with this conversation? No. Okay, just checking. I'm waiting. Continue. Uh, well, that's all there is. So I'm, I'm waiting for you to say something about it. Can, and can you what talk is, on this subject? What was it? No, I don't. Because Nat- I... naturalized Canadians, a topic in the CBA negotiations, CFL sought to reduce the true nationals last season. Okay, basically right. they're trying to reduce the ratio. There's 21. Canadians that have to be on a football team and they're trying to reduce yep. that and they 
there was a lot of pushback on that. There's how many Canadians going to happen? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Really? I thought it was yeah, less than twenty-one that. Canadians. Really? I'm just gonna say something quick. I, you got to keep throwing out that ratio thing every three to five months on that Facebook page because it's hilarious how dumb people get with it. Oh, they get so triggered by it. It's ridiculous. I kind of have fun with it. it. I know you do. And there's people, oh, we need to add more Canadians. Let's have all Canadians. (laughs) Find Find me nine competent Canadian quarterbacks so that each team can have a starting quarterback. And then that one guy. Without even approaching a backup. And then that one guy tried to compare some tier three hockey league in Europe to like football, and he was like, "CJ, you idiot! If uh, I don't know if it was the Russian or Switzerland league, he was like, yeah, they're only allowed three imports; the rest have to be from that country. It's like exactly yeah. that's why it's such an inferior league. <laughs> like that's I why it's you know, no one. But whatever. So I. So I've been hearing, I've been hearing stories recently about. Um, this goes back to the ratio thing, about how there's a my my buddy's son who plays for Stampeders. His other son is playing in the French football Please. league right now. No, oh, he's, he's playing in France right. now. Sorry. He, he's gone to the French French league, and you're only allowed two imports on each team, okay? And apparently it's it's very, very low-end high school football, okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. like, like it's it, apparently it's horrible. Like, I watched the game on Saturday. I watched it online. He had... Uh, four touchdown passes <laughs> and he had four more touchdown passes in the end zone that hit guys in the hands and they dropped the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all the time he was doing this, he was running for his life because nobody has an offensive line. Yeah. Okay. So that's what happens when Sounds you, like the- when you leave it all to the, the players in your country. Okay. So, just saying. sounds like the Manitoba Rural High School Football League. There you go. <laughs> uh, the answer to this is it, it's not okay. It, the naturalized Canadians are uh, veteran American players who have been with one team for three or more years. They become a non-import. They became they become a national natural or national player. Is that what they're looking for? You know that I yeah. don't have a problem with. Not because of the ratio so much, is that it would actually keep some continuity on teams, and it'll give teams um, incentive to re-sign them and keep players together if they want to. And it's if also a perfect way the ratio. to limit. It's also a perfect way to eliminate the ratio. 
Yeah. Because over a period yeah. of time, all of you Canadian players would turn American. Or all of your American players would turn Canadian, sorry, but not true Canadian. But that's only if they stay like, with one team, and that gives you more continuity. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know right. if that would work for Calgary, but. I like well, yeah, that. but John, like John Hoffnagel's John Hoff collection of Canadian players isn't as great as his collection of American players, okay? Well, yeah. I think everything I, I'm, like pretty, that, so. I'm pretty sure John Hopnagel would celebrate if there was no Canadian ratio either. Every every That's GM would. He'd just start signing a bunch of cheap it's, American players so he could save money that way. But, yeah, but it's probably. not even so much that, Charles. Do you know how difficult the CFL is to manage and coach? Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt. No, no other league has a head coach that has to have so many Canadians on the field, so many starters. If one of them gets injured, they have to put somebody else in there, and they have to move players around to, to, to appease this fucking ratio. Yep. That's not something that a coach should have to deal with during the game. He should be focused on winning the game, not on what yep. players need to be on the field at what time. I've always Correct. wondered that. Do you guys know? So if you ever had too many, say you have, you don't have enough Canadians on the field, do you get fined or do like do the refs have to yes. look for that? Like, uh, yep. I, I don't, I don't know. So stupid. Yes. You know what they should do? You know what they it's should asinine. do? It's asinine. They should just, they should just secretly get rid of the ratio, and then to appease all these silly fans who like it, you start say bring bringing a guy out of America. Oh, this is. This is Willie Jefferson from Brampton, Ontario. Oh, yay, he's Canadian. We don't have to worry about it. They should just say they're from Canada before they even know who they are, and then you're good to go. People don't care about it. I really don't believe that Rudy just said that. You you want to well, leave to lie to the fans. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's Wait, completely asinine. I'm not arguing with that. There's there's no logistics to it at all. No. The American players would probably agree with it. They'd get paid more then. <laughs> like, why yeah. is a Canadian it's just, it's just, not it's as good? Totally asinine. Get paid more and, because and they're a Canadian. Like, how's that, that fair? That said that for if we got rid of the ratio. We'd have to double the salary cap because the American players cost so much more. No, they're cheaper. I actually, I actually had somebody say That's that. That's not even accurate. <laughs> no. No. Oh, man. If you got rid of the Canadian players, your roster salary would go down. Yeah. I agree. Of course it is. Canadian teams, Canadian players are paid a premium because they're Canadian. We know this. We've, we've got the example of the BC Lions last year. Who was their highest paid receiver? Was it Brian Burnham? No. Was it Lucky Whitehead? No. It was freaking, no. I get injured every three games, Lamar Durant. Yeah. That's who the, and even that's who, that's who, that's who the guys, guys. Oh. 
and even Winnipeg, like, yeah, to to piggyback that comment, like, Nick Dembski, like, he had a good, I mean, he was fine in the playoffs, but he dropped the most balls out of the whole receiving core all year. And uh, he was, I think he was, yeah, he was second highest paid or maybe even highest paid on the team. And he wasn't their best receiver, but he gets praised so much because he's Canadian. <laughs> I guess he's from Winnipeg, too, but it's, uh, I don't know. Like, how do you think the, yeah. apparently the Americans always laugh about it. Like, like why they yeah, don't. Yeah, they care. laugh and, about and it so until, the until, they, until, until they, they cash their paycheck. Until they cash their paycheck, then they don't laugh about it anymore. Um I tend to disagree with you, Rudy, about Nick Devsky because I think he's actually one of the better Canadians in the CFL. Yeah, I would agree. So. No, I like him, but last, like, what I'm saying is last last year he wasn't one of Winnipeg's top like two receivers. Like he, I'm not saying he's bad. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, I still think it should be outlawed and banned. And but you know what? It makes for some interesting talk on on CFL or on Let's Talk CFL because you started quite the argument this week, Christopher. I noticed there was a whole <laughs> bunch of posts in there. You and you and by Lonnie way, Lieberman. Yeah, and by the way, that was his purpose hit, for doing it. Did you hit over two hundred comments on that post? Yeah, more like three fifty. Oh, I think mean, more than that. <laughs> there was quite I a number of comments recently. on that thing. Yes, I, didn't even, I didn't even get okay. to read them all. And I have the ability to bring out the worst in people. I'm going to go out on a limb and say ninety percent of them were stupid. <laughs> they weren't intelligent at all. Sorry. So, if you take them out, it won't Actually, be the Canadian Football League anymore. Oh, there it is. I just, no, I it's just, only got it 166 be, comments, guys, so don't exaggerate. Won't be, it won't be the CFL anymore if you take Canadians out, Christopher. Come on. <laughs> but imagine being in, in the BC front office and, hey, uh, Brian, just so you know, like – you're not going to be the highest paid receiver, but you you should be. But you're you're not Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I think. You know what I think we should do to prove you guys wrong that Canadian players should be in this league. I think the expansion franchise in Halifax should be all Canadian players, and we will show you guys. <laughs> Including their quarterback. Including their quarterback. Considering BC's got two of the best, you're going to be third. Absolutely. Never mind. I think I think someone said to Charles too on that post. They were saying something about we need all Canadian quarterbacks. Or it was either Charles or Mark or someone was like, "Where are you going to find 18 Canadian quarterbacks that can play in this yeah. league?" Yeah. That, that was Mark. Oh. High school. <laughs> like I said, where are you going to find yeah. nine? It's yeah, it's yeah. hard. I was going to say it's hard to find. 
it's hard to find two, let alone, yeah, whatever. We haven't had one in like 30 years. We haven't had one. Yeah. We have not had one in in, in decades. (laughs) So all of a sudden we're going to have nine. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't. There's something about stupid that just bothers me. Okay. I'm going to jump over here to the Cat promote and extend contracts of Tommy Condell and Mark Washington. Both have been named assistant head coaches. Are there too many assistant head coaches? I think How many assistant head coaches can you have? Uh, Probably as many as you want, I guess. I mean, within the coaches' Right cap. now, the salary cap isn't allowing us to have too many. Um, I, I, I don't think that the – what is an assistant head coach? What does he do? I think he's a coordinator. He assists the head coach. Holds, uh, right, but they're also coordinators, right? <laughs> Tommy Condell is the offensive coordinator, and Mark Washington Mark is the Washington. defensive coordinator. So that is correct. Okay, so but they're also assistant head coaches. Well, there is a head coach, so um, you know Orlando Steinauer is the head coach. So having an assistant head coach, what that means and what that says to me is that the Ticats organization are making a commitment to these people and saying that we trust and believe in them. I don't think they get any extra duties. I don't think they get any extra responsibilities. I don't think that now Orlando Steinauer can go golfing and the other two are going to take over. I don't think it means anything like that. It just means that the TICAT organization is making a commitment to these people and saying that we trust and we believe in you. Or, do I think it's a bad thing? No, I do not. Or, or does it mean we don't want you to go to another team? And the only way you can go to that other team is if you're the head coach, because you have to, don't you have to move up? You can't stay the same. Yeah, but they, they still can move up, because an assistant head coach is not a head coach. I know, but they can move up, but they can't go anywhere else unless they get a head coach job. But they can't as a coordinator. Correct. So it doesn't so it matter no what you call. But, but no, no, no. But isn't a coordinator, isn't an assistant head coach higher than a coordinator? No. I don't I know would how the so. ranking goes. I would think so. Depends. Well, it depends if it comes with real actual duties or it's just kind of a made-up title uh, just to, um, well, well, just to, like CJ said, to pay them more money put confidence in yeah. Right. Or is it because you've been there forever? For example, Mark Killam in Calgary is an assistant head coach. Well, we all know he's a special teams coordinator. Right. So why call him a head coach, an assistant head coach? I don't know. 
It, it's to show that you have I, faith in him. Yeah, that's, okay. that's probably all it is. I mean, has I've never seen a CFL head coach get suspended for a game, but I mean, I guess you got a guy to take over for a night if you need. I've seen that. But happen. I mean, a coordinator could do that. Anything. Out of the game and, and, and Tahari Jones had to take over. Charles, what's that? Didn't Wally Buono get kicked out of a game and, and, and Tahari Jones had to take over head coaching job? I, I believe that did happen once, yes. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't remember what Wally did that pissed him off so much. but No, but but I mean, like I said, a coordinator, coordinator right? I was just saying, a coordinator can be the can be the acting head coach. He doesn't need to have the official title of uh, – of um, assistant head coach, uh, assistant is not head an coach. Head he can coach. do that regardless. Honestly, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no logical reason to have an assistant head coach other than the fact that it's a title. It, it it's just it makes them more important. It's just like I've never known the the difference between an associate coach and assistant. And an assistant coach, because I've heard those titles thrown around too. And I'm like, well, what's really the difference? I think it means the same thing. An assistant coach is an assistant to the coach, and an associate coach is somebody that comes in and does a little coaching. Hmm. Okay. Let's use a law office, okay? Uh, a, A junior partner and an associate. Two different things. Uh, an, assi- an assistant coach is just that. He's an assistant coach. Okay, enough of this. Uh, segment five, eight. I, I kind of tried to look at this, and I didn't really see what it needs. Um, there was five things, and... There was no numbers. Are these, What's that? Um, there's five things to know about the BC Lions heading into 2022. Yeah. I don't think it actually numbered I them, I, I but it did highlight them, I believe. It, it did, but, you know, um, they, 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 they really don't make that much sense. Canadian quarterbacks galore. Yeah, we know we got them with Nathan Rourke and Michael O'Connor. Uh, keep our fingers yeah. crossed. Need for the speed. need for we speed and entertainment. Yep. Okay, there's okay. no fly zone. Means that we got some. Uh, we got some receivers. Good secondary. No, no, no. That's the uh, secondary. Yeah. The secondary. Bringing in Delvin Bro and Lucius Purifoy. Delvin Bro, but didn't Delvin Bro retire? No. No. Oh, that was he retired before, and before then he came now. back. Okay. He came back. Now he came back. Yeah. How about that okay, defensive now, line? Yeah, they have done a I, good job with that offensive. What? What? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And guess who's well, back? Well, basically saying that they've beefed up their defensive line. Right. Uh, I mean, and then guess who's back? It's about the returning. What was the biggest acquisition that the BC Lions made this offseason? Let's go. What? Come on, Will. You should know this. <laughs> the Even so, Richardson. 
<laughs> the stove. The, the biggest stove. acquisition okay, that's what you made. Said. The biggest acquisition no, that's BC not... this year. Sorry. Well, he's probably probably the biggest in weight for sure. Um. Oh. What was the guys. most important acquisition of the BC Lions this offseason? To me, it'd be re-signing Lucky Whitehead. That wasn't an acquisition. No. We already had him. Solidifying the... No. Will, this is is right up your alley. Oh, I know what it is. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Oh, yeah, they, they, they got a kicker, whatever his name is. Sean White. They got a kicker, Sean White. Okay. We lost three games last year because of our kicker. Those three games allowed the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) It was because it was Japanese or Chinese. It was hugely important. I'm laughing at comments again on the page from the article. Oh, don't be reading them. They're, they're just silly. They're just silly, silly <laughs> comments. The most experienced CFL quarterback is Isaiah Herker. Anyway. It, you know, it, 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 I'm, I'm also... Will and I both have watched Yellowstone, okay? We both like this TV series. It's, it's, it's a very good show. Um, I've watched it a couple of times. Um, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups of Yellowstone, and people ask the dumbest motherfucking questions that there possibly is, and the only answer that I can say is, did you not watch the show? (laughs) It's the same thing with the CFL with these fans. Do you not watch the games? Have you not been paying attention to this season? Have you not been paying attention the last decade? Like, do these people even watch football? Do they know what football is? Because I'm pretty sure they don't. So they got some well, when you see some of the comments. Oh, you, you want to have but- Rudy? You tell me that every six weeks or so, I need to bring out the get rid of the racial thing. You want to have a good one? Let somebody yeah, come out and tell me that they need to get rid of the rouge. Okay? And I will go ballistic on them. <laughs> it's like, oh my true. fucking God, do you not know anything about this game of football? How can, how can a Canadian football fan say that they need to get rid of the rouge but keep the ratio? I'd be fine yeah. getting rid of both. What? Can we can we can we back up for a second? <laughs> did I what? actually hear what I thought I, I heard? Did I did I hear what? what I thought I heard? About what? what? Did Christopher did Christopher Jones say he was on a couple of Yellowstone Facebook groups? Yeah, I am. I think so. He did. You are a fuck. You are, you are a fucking loser, aren't you? Oh my god! Really? <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I just want something really? that I can argue with somebody with, okay? <laughs> okay. And people actually right? argue about that show? Really? Oh, fuck, do they ever. Oh, yeah. They argue about everything. everything. <laughs> oh, it, it, oh, yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable. It, 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 you, you it, 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 it is, man. It, it's hilarious. I have tons of you fun with it. You think the Facebook football group's bad? You you got to see Ice Fish in Manitoba on Facebook. Now that is full of a lot of clowns. <laughs> An ice well, it's got to, Wait a minute, they've got ice, ice fishing Facebook groups? <laughs> oh, yeah, Charles. There's like over 34,000 oh, people in it. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> oh, nothing to do with Winnipeg in the winter time. Football's not there. Oh. We're all playing right into Mark Zuckerberg's hands, aren't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I don't know. I got a fact well, checker the other or today, and, and the guy just went nuts on me. It was, I, I had this really good post that uh, COVID was not a virus, that it's actually snake venom. Snake and venom? It, it fits all... <laughs> It, it fits all the profiles of snake venom, right? And it's kind of funny. And uh, oh no, they got—they didn't like that one. They—they—they—they they, they, they got some serious problems with that. So Mark Zuckerberg and his fat checkers tried to come out and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm gonna send you guys a really, really, really good video on uh, on COVID, and uh, you guys should all watch it. After Why? If it'll let me send it. COVID it doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. It hasn't it's existed. The guy in two basically. Years. I know the guy basically explains it all, though. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know. You're scaring me now. I don't know if it's gonna let me send it. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. We got two minutes left. We got go. three minutes left. Where are we? Two now. No, we have oh. a minute and fifty-one seconds. Okay. So, anyhow. We never even talked about the USFL. That's starting this weekend, too. That should be interesting. Yes, it is. When you didn't put and, it on the agenda. I realized that after the it, fact. You can watch it in 113 countries. Yep. Well, good. Good for them. I was wondering what I was going to do this weekend. I'll watch football. You're going to watch the USFL. I can, so. Let's see if it still exists when the CFL starts. <laughs> okay. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 482. I've been your host, Chris Joe. We got to talk football and a bunch of other shit, too. I, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Is, is there really a point to doing this show? I mean, like, are we really still on track in this? Because I think the first half hour just had nothing to do with football. Kind of like the last half hour. Oh, well, season's coming quick. We'll be able to talk some serious football. There's 30 seconds left in the show. Uh, Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. And Rudy. Night, folks. Uh, Hopefully it's nicer weather next week because football season's right around the corner. And Willie. 
Good night, everybody. And Randy Ambrosi, you're my hero. Go. 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 Go, Go St. Louis.